Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. Then the Pharisees and the experts in the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, Why do you disciples break the tradition of the elders? They do not wash their hands when they eat bread. He answered them, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For example, God said, Honor your father and mother, and whoever speaks evil of his father or mother should be put to death. But you say that if somebody tells his father or mother, Whatever help you might have received from me has been dedicated as a gift to God, that man does not need to honor his father or his mother. And so you set aside the word of God for the sake of your tradition. Hypocrites! Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching human rules as if they are doctrines. Then he summoned the crowd and said to them, Listen and understand. What goes into the mouth does not make a person unclean, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles a person. Then the disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard this saying? He answered, Every plant which my heavenly Father did not plant will be uprooted. Let them go. They are blind guides of the blind. And if the blind are guiding the the blind, both will fall into a pit. Peter replied and said to him, Explain the parable to us. Jesus said, Do you still not understand? Do you not understand that whatever... Whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated into the latrine, but whatever comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. That is what defiles a person. To be sure, out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, sexual sins, thefts, false testimonies, and blasphemies. These are the things that defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a person. Jesus left that place and withdrew into the region of Tyre and Sidon. There a Canaanite woman from that territory came and kept crying out, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. A demon is severely tormenting my daughter. But he did not answer her a word. His disciples came and pleaded, Send her away, because she keeps crying out after us. Jesus answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt in front of him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered her, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to their little dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, yet their little dogs also eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, your faith is great. It will be done for you just as you desire. And her daughter was healed at that very hour. Jesus moved on from there and went along the Sea of Galilee. He went up onto the mountain and sat there. Large crowds came to him, bringing with them the lame, the blind, the crippled, those unable to speak, and many others. They put them down at his feet, and he healed them. As a result, the crowd was amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled healed, the lame walking, and the blind seeing. They glorified the God of Israel. Jesus summoned his disciples and said, I feel compassion for the people because they have remained with me already three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want them to send them away hungry, or they might faint on the way. The disciples said to him, Where can we get so many loaves in the wilderness to satisfy such a large crowd? Jesus asked them, How many loaves do you have? 
they said, seven, and a few small fish. He instructed the crowd to sit down on the ground. He took the seven loaves and the fish, gave thanks, and broke them. He gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were filled. They picked up seven basketfuls of the broken pieces that were left over. Those who ate numbered four thousand men, without counting the women and the children. After Jesus sent the crowd away, he got into the boat and went to the region of Megadan. This is the word of our God. In this section, as we talked about yesterday, we see more and more how Jesus is rejected by those who ought to have received him, by the leadership of the Jewish people in the religious life, the Pharisees especially. He is rejected by even the political leadership, as King Herod was scratching his head and saying, I think this is John the Baptist raised from the dead. He was even rejected by those in his own hometown who were scoffing at him and saying, where did he get these these words and this power? Isn't this the, the kid that grew up in our own streets? We know him. We know his family. But even as Jesus is rejected by those who ought to have known better, by those who knew him, by those who knew the word of God, by those who had been entrusted with authority, at the same time, this Jesus is received by those who are perhaps unexpected. His own disciples listen to him and walk along with him. Um, here at the beginning of chapter 15, Jesus, Jesus continues to draw a line of separation between those who follow him and those who do not. He separates his disciples from the tradition of the elders, and these traditions tried to interpret and expand upon the law, um, often putting a hedge around the law as if, as if to protect that law from being broken. So, for instance, if the law says um, you shall, <laughs> like the speed limit is 30, 30 miles an hour, um, they would say, well, you're, you should only go 26 miles an hour so that you don't get close to 30 miles an hour with the off chance that you might go 31 or 32 by accident. And it looks like this outward show of piety, it looks like um, this is a good way to, to hedge the law so that, so that you don't accidentally break it. But it misses the point that, that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Or as we have here, that they expanded the law often in a way that they, that they allowed and encouraged a person to break the command of God and making it look legal and right. Oh, I would, I would support you, mom and dad, but I don't have any money left. I, I don't have any, any resources left because those were all dedicated as a gift to God. What? Are you serious? Jesus leads his own disciples beyond this simple distinction of what is clean and unclean and all of the laws and the rituals surrounding that um, beyond the, the discussion of food, even. And he says, you know, it's not what comes into a man that makes him unclean, but what, rather what comes out of his heart. And he really zooms in on the nature of sin, which those, those regulations about clean and unclean foods and other you know, things that would make you clean, ceremonially clean or unclean, um, all those regulations were supposed to demonstrate that you couldn't get away from sin, that you couldn't keep yourself clean enough for God, but they had turned them into a law unto themselves. They had turned those things into the purpose and the goal of maintaining cleanness. And if we just set up a hedge and, and we follow this, this other rule that we set up, then we'll actually understand it and then we'll actually do a good job. And so Jesus's point is that 
you know, whatever you eat goes on out, out of you eventually. And I mean, the wording there sounds a little, sounds a little rough, but that's the point. Jesus is making a very, very certain and very shocking point. And he reestablishes the purpose of, of worshiping God, a pure and undefiled people that worships God, a proper understanding of sin as they worship God. And as we have Jesus kind of dividing between those who follow him and believe him and those who reject him and those who believe in him are the unexpected ones. We have this, uh, this other example of the Canaanite woman, a woman, a woman of great faith. If you remember back like 1400 years previously, when the Israelites entered the promised land, they were supposed to have killed and driven out all the Canaanites who lived in the land. Actually, God just wanted them put to death because their worship was so entwined and ensnaring to the people that God didn't want the Canaanites influencing his people in the promised land. But this woman survived, and her ancestors, um, obviously, obviously her ancestors survived. And here she is 1,400 years later. Jesus is taking a little bit of time outside of the, the land of Israel. He goes to the north of Israel a little bit, north and, and west, over toward the coast. And here's this woman, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. If you look at what she's saying here in verse, um, verse 21 or 22, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. She's not, just, she's not just calling out to him, saying, Jesus, you can help me and I need you to help me. She's calling out to him as the Messiah. And this discussion back and forth, that it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Um, not right to, you know, open the door and throw the, the children's meal out into the street where the stray dogs go walking by. But there's a turn of phrase there. And she says, yes, Lord, but the little pet dogs, the little puppy dogs that sit under the table, the children slip them some crumbs every now and then. And Jesus heals her daughter from that very moment. And so what do we learn from this today? That, that even as Jesus goes on to feed the 4,000, he has continued to establish fellowship and build fellowship with those who listen to him, those who believe in him. And the same is true today. That his teaching still hides his truth from those who reject him. And yet to those who believe in him, those who listen to his words, those who follow him, have fellowship with him. They eat with, together with him. They receive blessing from him. They hear his teaching and take it to heart. They put that teaching into action. They have this Jesus who hears their prayer, who answers their prayer, even as that Canaanite woman had prayed, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. We have a Savior. We have a Lord who is like that light shining in the darkness, and the darkness has not understood it. And this, this faith in Jesus that we have is not on the basis of our intellect, our background, any of that. It is on the basis of Jesus himself who came to make us clean. Thanks so much for joining us. God bless your day. <laughs>